He ain't scared. If you, who needs notes? Anybody need sermon notes? Come on, you want to write some of this stuff down. If you don't have sermon notes, wave your hand to usher or give you some right now. But we're going to talk about overcoming this next few weeks. But tonight we're talking about overcoming your past. How many know your past can be sticky? It'll stick with you. Okay, you got to let that stuff go. And we got to get it off. And whatever cleaner, Ajax, y'all don't even know what Ajax is, but you got to be old like me to know what Ajax is. My uncle used to say he'd put a, something on you, Ajax wouldn't take off. You know, a bruise. So, anyway, your past life, you've got to die to your past life, and your mentality has to change before you can move forward in God. You hear me? So, don't get hung up. You got to let some things go. As you're dragging some stuff around, your past will stick to you. And I'm going to reference Israel just for a little bit, okay? You know the children of Israel were slaves in Egypt for 400 years. So the generation that came out of Egypt, they knew nothing but slavery. You know, my dad is a slave, my grandpa was a slave, and his, his daddy was a slave. And you know what? They had a slave mentality. And they couldn't get rid of it. We're going to reference that. So coming out of Egypt as you getting saved out of the world, going through the Red Seas, getting baptized, God's delivered you from slavery, being baptized, and then making it to the mountaintop where God spoke to them. We'll reference that. And then they went to the promised land. How many of you know the promised land is not heaven? The promised land represents salvation, represents our salvation. How many of you know when they made it to the promised land, they had to do a little battling? They had to fight some fights. How many of you know, Christian, you're going to have to fight some fights? Okay? So I'm going to lay some preference on some things and look, and I've got, I've got some props up here. And, uh, uh, but we're going to read our foundation scripture before we dig into it too much. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Right? All things become new. Every day is supposed to be new in Jesus. If it's not new, you're holding on yesterday. Yesterday is the past. But some of us are dragging 10 years, 20 years. I tell a story about I knew a lady who her husband cheated on her supposedly, and I don't think he did, 40 years before, and I'm talking to her before I was born, She's in unforgiveness over her husband who cheated on her 40 years ago. I'm like, why ain't you left him or let that go? You know, we have a tendency to, to let our past stick to us. And so if everything's not new, new creation, you're a new creation. Come on, you're holding on to yesterday. Boy, but we got to look forward to some things that are, are, are new. So we need to be redeemed from our past. Amen. Amen. So I've got some, some things right here. And, uh, you know, no, it's not a snake, but I am anointed to kill snakes, not to handle them. And, uh, but whatever I pull out of this box, just remember it's not real. It's gross, but it's not real. Okay. But right here, I got my old friend. Uh, I've been acquainted with him for a while. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Oh my goodness. There he is. And this old man right here represents part of who we are. This is our flesh. Okay? Look, he's, 
Look, look, look. The walking dead. Anybody that's not saved is walking dead. I've never seen that TV show, but that's what it's about. People who are not saved are the dead walking. But we're alive in Christ. Amen. So quit trying to be the walking dead. Move forward in Christ. You've been redeemed. Say, I've been redeemed. Now, you sit up here. Sit up here. You know how your flesh does? It just wants to slouch. Y'all sit up out there. We're not flat. We're going. We got to learn how to conquer our flesh. I, hey, watch him. He'll trip you. Sit up. Now, if we're three parts, what are the other? What's the next part? If we're a body, and we all have a body, and you can see that. But guess what else you have? You have a soul. Jesus told the story about the rich man and Lazarus. They died, and they went. One, the rich man went to hell, and Lazarus went to paradise, which was right above hell. And they saw each other. And the rich man in hell said, that's Lazarus. How do you know that? The Bible says that when you die, it's not over. But you know everybody you meet. Boom. And then he started remembering his brothers that didn't serve God and said, send him back. Let him talk. That's his soul of commands. Not our, really our brain per se, but it's our soul. But to represent, uh, I have a brain here to represent. Don't touch it. I have a brain here to represent our soul of command. I told you it's nasty. And so don't gross out on me, ladies. But here's a brain, okay? Yes. Yeah, so you know what? When I had some guys make this for me. You know what came to my mind? If I only had a brain. There's a scarecrow somewhere wanting a brain, and there it is. This man right here represents your spirit. So we are a body, we're a soul, and we're a spirit. And the only thing that divides the soul and the spirit is the Word of God. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, dividing your soul from your spirit. Your soul from your spirit. You know, I was thinking in worship, when they crossed the Red Sea, and the waters, the Bible says the waters congealed, they froze on both sides, and they went down into the... And walking on dry ground. How many of y'all think y'all would, would like to have been there and walked through it? Walk through that. Y'all bunch of chickens. I bet you wouldn't have. The only reason they did, because Pharaoh was on their behind. Because you know what? When we see a sign and wonder like that, we're going, that ain't real. That's this man and this man. Your solical man and this man. Because this man wants to live in the natural. Red Sea parting's not the natural, is it? But this man wants to believe for the supernatural. This man right here wants to grasp a hold of everything that's supernatural. This man's the redeemed. The Bible, you know, Nicodemus went to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? Jesus said, you must be born from above. This is the person that gets born from above. Not this person and definitely not this person. This person is your enemy, and this person can be your enemy, but this person right here is how you contact God. Amen? Y'all looking at me like a cow to Newgate, like, what is he talking about? But this right here, here's the gateway. This is the gateway to feed this, or the gateway to feed this. Y'all with me? What you feed this, feeds this. Or feeds this. If you want this man to be strong, you have got to get into worship. You have got to get into the Word. And you have got to learn how to be led by the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit of God will come on this man and then will tighten these two up. 
But you still, these are going to be going, no, no. Because this one likes control. And this one likes to follow. And this one will give some, you know, we don't, we don't think about our flesh talking to us. But you know your flesh will? Run up that hill and run back and tell me if your flesh don't talk. Ah, quit, quit, quit. Every step. This one right here is like, is it through? I'm hungry. You know, in my watch, I'm hungry. Shut up. We're having church. That's what you got to do with your flesh. So, so let me just give you a couple of pointers here, and, and we'll go to point number one, letting go of strongholds. Number one, let's just do number one. Uh, a new God-centered view of you. Do you know God has a view of you that's better than what you have? God has a view of you that's better than your view. I love the mountain views, but I can take you to some pretty swamps too. And I can take you to a beach, it's pretty awesome. But the view that God has of you is greater than the view that you have of yourself. And that's the most important thing to know is God's view. If you don't learn God's view about you, you're, you're defeated. And, and so let me read you some scriptures. Uh, but first, Ezekiel, I mean, Exodus 6, 7, we're not turning there. I'm just going to give you, God said, I will take I will take my people and I will be their God. He's taken them out of Egypt and he said, I'm going to be their God. He's going to be your God. He wants to be your God. But you got to get out of this man and out of that man and you got to get in the spirit. Okay? And so listen to what it says in Romans 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the will of God, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Are there three wills to God? Good, acceptable, and perfect? No, God wants you in the perfect will of God, but guess what? You got to get there. Because the children of Israel came out and they, were, they just accepted the first thing. You know, they didn't take all of the land that was promised. Well, some of them just relaxing like, well, this, I, I, can I live with y'all? That's what they said. Can we live with y'all? Yeah. Well, it's acceptable then. But they had their own land. But God wanted to be their people. Look, our bodies should be a slave. Our slave. Not a slave to alcohol. Not a slave to drugs. Not a slave to porn. Not a slave to uh, food or anything. Whatever you want to name. This, this is supposed to be your slave. And you're supposed to control it. The Bible says to bridle our tongue like a put a bridle in a horse's eye. I mean, you to control that tongue. Woo, that's hard to do. I'm preaching to me now. But we have to control our tongue, control this rest. And this has to be our servant. Your solical man has to be your servant. And this man right here, your spirit man, is king. Crown him the king. Not king of you, king of yourself. And Jesus is your king and Lord, but you have to let this be represent king in your life. Amen? Y'all hear me? If this man is underfed, this man is weak, who's going to be in control? You're a solical man, and you cause you're tired in your spirit, you're weary in your spirit, your mind's going to say, oh, he's sleeping. Let's watch the living dead. Let's watch some scary, but let's, let's watch a little bit some, oh, yeah. Oh, ain't nobody watching. We can get a margarita and get drunk. 
I'm just saying, okay, I'm not, you know, let me preach this way. Is that better? No. <laughs> but, but look, so we have, to, we have to make this man our slave, this one our servant, and let this one be king. Look what it says in Ephesians 4.22, that you put off concerning the former conduct, your past, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust or strong desires, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in this. How do you renew your mind with the word of God? Every one of us, however we, whatever household you grew up, you grew up with uh, just different things. You know, uh, I'm going to pick on my son-in-law. He curls his hair. Guess what? He's got Shadrach, Meshach, and away we go, and they all twist their hair too. They grow up in that household. They're like daddy. Guess what? You like daddy and mama too. And I know I've said it. My wife has said it. And I know others that have said it. I don't want to be like my mom and daddy. Doggone it, I am. You know? Because you pick up their traits. So you have to renew your mind. Because everything my, my, my grandmother told me that was in the Bible wasn't. It was some preacher's opinion or her opinion. And I had to unlearn some things in my mind and get my body in line and let my spirit man grow. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you, my mind, see, I hadn't always, I wasn't born a preacher. Nobody was. But I remember, you know, having to unlearn some things when I got into the word for myself. I had to unlearn some things. So through this, through this series that we're doing, be redeemed in your mind. Be redeemed in your body. Be redeemed from your past. And I know we're talking about your past, but guess, guess where your past resides? Right here. I used to tell the youth, I said, be careful who you kiss. You never forget it. Pretty ugly, whatever. You never forget it. It gets stuck in your mind. But God can redeem your mind. God can set you free from the problems of your past that, that hook up and stick to your mind. And you can let it go and walk away from it. Amen, amen. So as we reference these things and talk about these things, uh, we're going to look. So uh, look, this is what it says. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Can you say that with me? I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. They didn't hear you outside. So let's do something. Let's do another one. I am a new creation being. Can you say that? With the life of God, the nature of God, and the ability of God on the inside of me. Now, now, just real quick, just a little commercial break. To help you discern between your flesh and your mind and your spirit, you want to be led by your spirit. Because God will lead you by your spirit. Now, in Proverbs, it talks about that the belly of a man is the candle of the Lord. So if you want to sense anything and you sense it in your, in your gut, as a man would say, or a woman would say, I have woman's intuition, they're actually the Spirit of God's leading people. And you can have a witness on the inside, not up here, not up here, in here that you need to react and you need to do something. And you always, you know, up here go, you can't do that. But in here you go, you need to do that. Amen, amen. And this here, team up, we're not going. And this, this right here, we'll get the quivers on you. You know? It's like, like what Jerry Savelle said the first time he got up and preached in front of Brother Copeland. Said he got up behind the pulpit, and this right here was acting up. And he said, I was shaking so bad, my knees was quivering. He said, all the hair on my leg broke off and fell out on the ground. <laughs> said, I was so nervous. 
And that's your flesh. Your flesh gets nervous, especially when the Spirit of God starts speaking to you like, I can't do that. Don't you know the children of Israel stood at the Red Sea with it parted and their eyes are big like that? But they had to look behind them and see that the enemy that they was leaving was greater than the God that was, you know, that they knew that God was greater than the enemy that they were leaving. They passed through that congealed waters. You know they were doing it. If there's any flies in there, they'd ate them because their mouth had been open. They're looking at the water. And they got to the other side. And, well, here they come. Now fear hit them again. Where does fear hit? Right here. This is where fear hits in your mind and in this body. It reacts to it. But the shaking and the quivering is just what's going on on the inside. Up here. <clears throat> but we've got to grow the spirit man. The belly of a man is the candle of the Lord. Hmm? To be led. To learn to listen and follow peace. Peace in here and not up here. It's hard to get peace up here when all trouble's going on out here. This is going to walk by sight, but the Bible says that we walk by faith. And we have to learn to grow in our spirit, man, and walk by faith, be led by God. What's my next step, Lord? What's my next step? And you know, we, this here want to take over. What's, then it'll go, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? And now you're sweating in bullets. Just relax. God's going to direct you, even in error, or you might think it's error, but even God with the next day will give it to you when you're not thinking about it. Okay? So relax. God's going to help you when you're seeking him. Okay, y'all quiet on me. All right, all right. Uh, guess what? We have a position, and it's not your past. You've been redeemed. Your position in Christ, there's no condemnation. Well, you don't know what I've done, Pastor. You know how many times I've heard that? There is no now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. This man is in Christ Jesus. Wake up. And so he is in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation. This, this man is righteous. Not this man. Oh, Lord. Help us with this man. He is not right with God at all, but this man on the inside. His position with God, that he has right standing. Everybody say, I have right standing with God. Through the blood of Jesus. Not by my standing. Through the blood of Jesus. Amen. We all do. And look, and, and so righteous, we are holy. I don't feel very holy. Well, you're not. And this is not holy either unless you make it holy. This is the holy part of you. Your position is here, not here. Now it's already set you free. This is the one born again. This one right here will do and say and, and act up if you don't keep it under control. And even if you let it go, you can stop and say, Father, forgive me. Now, I may have a hard time forgiving you, but God doesn't. So labels that you were labeled stupid or labeled because you're, I've, I've had people that take on the label of being divorced and, and that ain't you, that's not you. Uh, you're a prisoner or you've been in jail or a drug addict or an alcoholic. Those are labels that don't belong to you. That, that, that cat daddy might have a label too, but they'll fall off when you get into this man. Because he has no labels, but he is in Christ. Amen. Come on, the God view. You got to change your thinking. Some of you, you don't need anybody to beat you up. You beat your own self up. Amen? Amen? So quit doing that. And, and I'm going to get your pen out. Everybody hold a pen up. <coughs> you know, we're seated in the heavenlies. Write this down. And this is my, I'm saying this. I've learned 
if I fight who I am in Christ, <coughs> I've learned if I fight who I am in Christ, I only become a miserable shadow of who I'm supposed to be in Christ. I've learned if I fight who I am in Christ, I only become a miserable shadow of who I'm supposed to be. This cat, you can't live in Christ letting this cat run everything. Sit up. We're having church. He, he just wants to slap. But listen, when we start agreeing with the word of God and who we are in Christ, man, we flourish. You know our scripture. We're the tree planted by the rivers of living water that brings forth fruit in its season. Our leaf does not wither. Come on, that's being in Christ. Everything in the Old Testament are types and shadows of being in Christ. The children of Israel coming out. You know, my favorite one's Moses throwing a snake down, and Pharaoh brings his magicians in, they throw three snakes down. But Moses' snake swallowed up those snakes. The Bible says Jesus swallowed up sin. He who knew no sin became sin. That snake that, snake that Moses had was not a snake, it was a staff. But he became a snake to swallow up the snakes. Jesus was the Son of God who became sin to destroy the works of sin. Glory be to God. So, so, so hear what God has to say, and, and, and we're going to move to number two. And I might let you go in just a minute. You keep smiling at them. God will give you a new purpose. A new purpose. Man, that old man right there, <clears throat> this is my favorite scripture back in the day right here. This man right here is Woe to the children. And Isaiah said, woe to the children that plan a plan that's not of me. Right here he is. That plan a plan that's not of me, says the Lord. A plan to add sin unto sin. That's his cat daddy right here. <laughs> he wants to add sin unto sin. Hey, y'all. Anybody want to go get a beer? Anybody got any weed? Anybody got anything? Look at that woman going there. Woo! <laughs> that's what this cat daddy is all about. See, woe unto the children who plan a plan that's not of me, says the Lord, a plan to add sin unto sin. But we're not that people anymore. Come on, say amen. amen. We're not that people. God, God given us a new purpose. You know, six times God told Moses, tell Pharaoh, let my people go that they can serve me. That's our purpose. We don't serve God to get to heaven. We serve God because we love him. Hey, we serve God because we get to. We serve God when we were obedient to God because we love him and we want to do his will, right? And so as we look at, at being uh, the children of God, uh, we want to serve him and we want, to, uh, we want to move forward. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Verse 14 said, I press towards the mark or the goal, uh, the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, you got, God's got big plans for you. Amen? I'm going to let you go sit down. You need to go hold your twin brothers, both of them, and change a diaper. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Forgetting those things, that's your past. Yesterday. Today's a new day. All you married men, what you did yesterday for your wife, it's over. <laughs> you got to move forward. Amen. That don't count anymore. What have you done for me lately, huh? It's like Ford. Anyway, <laughs> just a joke, okay. Luke 5.10, Jesus told Simon, do not fear, from now on you will be catching people. 
Remember that? He said, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. I have a new purpose for you. And some of you in here are like, oh, Lord, here you go. Here you go right here. Some of you go, oh, I can't witness to nobody. I can't. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Well, not everybody's called to go out to be that witness. Man, they got to sit up. And, and uh, how, about, how about you're called to furnish the gospel? Send people. Are you a sender or are you a goer? Some people are called to send. Some people are called to go. But we all have a part. And remember the scripture that said if you give a prophet or give somebody a cup of water in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward. That means if you go help somebody that's doing a ministry, like if they go to Africa and they're preaching, all you're doing is passing out water and, and or passing out cards for them to fill out their salvation card, you're going to get a reward. God's good. You don't have to be the preacher. You don't have to be the mouthpiece. But you can be a helper. You be a, 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 a person that works in the background. You can be a hero maker. Do you think, how, how does that, how do, you know, Reinhardt Bunky, millions saved. He didn't do it by himself. He had people behind the scenes helping him. Do you know how many people we have behind the scenes here that make me look good? Because I can't do it all. You know, years back, trying to get volunteers I did a video of me changing diapers in the nursery shaking everybody's hand tripping over everybody trying to run to play the piano which I cannot <laughs> but I can't do it all and we're not called to do it all but we're all called to help amen amen and so God has a plan and a hope for us I know <clears throat> I want to get to number three right here number three God will give you a new future a new purpose and a new future God told the children of Israel that, I, that he would bring them up, uh, let me see, and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land. We're talking about salvation. The promised land salvation, a good and large land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Salvation is supposed to be milk and honey. Well, Master, you don't know all the trouble I've seen. Well, get over it. Today's a new day. That was yesterday. Huh? Listen, I have stuff that's fixed to me too. And you know what did Jesus say if they don't accept you in that town? Dust your pants off. Man. Well, you don't know how I've sinned. I don't think God will use me again. Dust it off. God wants to use you again. God wants to keep using you. Well, he just don't, I don't feel like he speaks to me. You're feeling again. That's, that's here and here. That's here and here. Smile and say, God uses me. Come on, try it. Smile. Some of y'all, don't hurt yourself. It's been a while. Smile and say, God uses me. Jeremiah 29, 11. You got it somewhere. It's on a wall, maybe in your bathroom or maybe somewhere. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for prosperity and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Guess what? We're living in that future and the hope. It's called salvation. Do you know that Matthew's gospel says 32 times about the kingdom of heaven? First one that ought to come to mind, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He sent the disciples out. You know, Jesus said that. Jesus demonstrated the kingdom. I mean, we're supposed to demonstrate the kingdom too. He sent out disciples 
and said, go preach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cast out devils, lay hands on the sick, preach the gospel that it's come. We're supposed to do that too. Oh, Lord, it's a heavy load, Pastor. No, it ain't. Give a cup of water. Bake some cookies. Its directions are on them. 350 degrees, put them on an ungreased pan. Tell I've made some before. They're not homemade, but they taste good. And take them to your neighbor and tell them Jesus loves them. How hard is that? Hmm? Greet people at the door coming in. Well, not to frown, but a smile. I don't care if you just had a fight with all the kids and they threw up in the car and whatever, put the Jesus smile on, you know? It's the past. Okay, okay. Hey, Brittany, Brittany, Brittany uh, had a, uh, an experience. Come on, David. Y'all come up here just for a second. Let me find a microphone. They was tell, Brittany was telling me about this uh, experience she had, and uh, they went and had a steak. They're, hey, don't get too close, y'all. Just dating. Come on over here. <laughs> <laughs> and so she, they went out on a big date at the steakhouse, and tell what happened. Um, so we had a hold, hold on, and all you do is go, that's the truth, okay, that's your job. All right, go ahead. Um, so we went on a date on Friday. Hold on, hold on. If you can't hear yourself, here. they can't hear you. Yeah, hey, you can you hear me? Yeah. All right. So we went on a, a date, and we had an amazing dinner, and we were walking out and had a great server, a great time with her, and um, we were leaving, and um, I walked by this man, and David was like kind of leading me out of the restaurant, and I walked by this man, and he, I made eye contact with him, and I kind of became very overwhelmed with sadness and grief, and my heart just seriously broke for this man, and it, it was to the point, and I kind of turned around, and I looked at him, and he was back there, and I, I just stared at him, and, and we made eye contact, and it was one of those God moments, like it's like, I don't know why. I'm looking at you. I don't know why our paths have crossed, but um, I got to the door, and David's just like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm about to cry. Like, I was about to lose. Like, I was so overwhelmed for this man and, and his brokenness. And so David's like, you know, what do we need to do? And I'm like, All right, let's get in the car and pray, you know. So we got in the car and prayed, and I, I just started writing a letter to this man from God, and I, I was like explaining to him how I felt when I walked by him and, and the heartbreak and just the burden that I felt for him, and God wanted me to tell him that there is no heartbreak on this earth that heaven cannot heal. There is no heartbreak that God cannot redeem, that he cannot bring back. And so I'm writing this letter to this man, and I'm just like writing so fast, like I'm not even really realizing what I'm writing. And so David, David, I read it to David, and he was like, you know, we need to put our contact information on there so this man can, can you pull that up, please? And um, so this man can, so this man can, <laughs> so this man can contact us. And I'm like, well, I don't want him to think I'm trying to like hit on him or something. So let, let's put your number down. So I put Brittany and David, and I put David's number. And I, I walked into the restaurant, and um, I just walked up to him again, and I, I said, I reached out my hand. I said, Hi, I'm Brittany. And he said, I'm Wade. And I said. Wade, I just really need to give you this. And I handed him the letter, and I was like, I hope you have an amazing night. And I turned around and walked out and got to the car, and we prayed. Let him read it. And let, and we got to give him something to do. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, uh, Brittany, it was a pleasure and a God moment that you walked, in, walked by, and you and your husband chose to reach out to oh, me. Lord. <laughs> 
prophesying, I guess. We'll see. You, you are a testimony and a true believer and child of God. You are correct. There is sadness in my heart because I have been dealt with death of eight folks in my life in the last, less than two weeks. From family members, friends, co-workers, and their family, it had been tough. I do know that God is in control, and I can say with confidence that I will see most of them as they are with our Lord and Savior now, resting in the arms of arms and love of Christ, uh, Jesus. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm actually meeting a close friend who is going through a divorce tonight, and my wife uh, is meeting with his wife, probably somewhere else. To try to counsel mm -hmm. them to yeah. get so yes, sister, my heart is heavy. I pray that God blesses and keeps you and your hu the husband, David. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all. <laughs> so thank you so much for your prayers as I will covet them. And there was a couple more exchanges, but yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap to these. <clears throat> so so uh, I, I don't know a whole lot, but Brittany's had some, some crazy stuff happen to her in her past. If she let that stuff drag longer, she can't hear God. See, see th that stuff will stick to here and here, and you're all focused on you. You can't hear God. And I'll tell you, there's friends of mine, and I hadn't seen them in years, but they're in Africa, in Burundi. And that's where I got that phrase, if I don't let God be who he is in me, I'm a, I'm a poor shadow of who I am. And she goes, I've seen so much poverty that people can't, do not even understand the poverty that I've seen in America. And they don't understand me, and I want to try to explain who I am, but she goes, I just have to be who I am in Christ. I'm hurt that they don't understand me, but I got to be who I am in Christ, whether they understand me or not. Exactly. Boy, that's strong. We got to be who we are in Christ, loving, kind, and everything, and let our past go. We've been redeemed. We got to be, we were redeemed and we got to start living it and let some things off of and, and pull that stuff off of us. The blood of Jesus is supposed to make you white as snow. Amen. Not where you're dragging your past because the kingdom of God is at hand. We're living in the kingdom of God, people. Mike sent me a, a video, a two-year-old, a two-year-old woke up and said, mama, get ready. Mama, get ready. Abba's coming. Abba's coming and bowed three times. Whoa, Jesus is coming. We are living in kingdom days. And so it's time for us to start living out the kingdom. Well, what does that look like? It's time for you to shut this down and this down and start asking God for miracles. Amen. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. There are miracles in this room. Buddy, you're a miracle. And there are miracles in this room. And it starts to start believing God for miracles, not only for ourselves, but for other people. Miracles, signs and wonders that God would, that's a supernatural that God wants to activate in your life. God wants to activate the supernatural in your life. Not where you're walking like this right here. Just look at me, I'll slap you. We're not living in this man anymore. We're living in the kingdom. We're living for God. We want God, we want God intervention. We want God uh, and, and to, to only get into that place is you got to let your past go. Amen. For you want miracles, you got to let this stuff go behind you. What happened yesterday? And I know people, well, I got saved back in 1932. Bless God, but they're still living in here. I've met some mean Christians in my life. And I've asked God, what is that? Because they're living in the past. They never grew up. 
They're, they're 40 years old and born again in Christ, but they are not mature Christians. It's time to grow up, isn't it? It's time to really grow up and do what God's called us to do. He'll give us a new future, a land of milk and honey. That's where we're at. Amen? The last one we sang about it, that was in a phrase in the song we sang. God wants to give you a new name. Do you know that you have a new name and God hadn't revealed it to you yet? And what your name is, you know, when all junior hires, they, they hate their name, they hate their hair, they hate, they hate the color of their shoes, you know. Uh, but you know what? God's called us to live for him, and he's given us a new, new place, new creation. You've got a new name. Man, when you get to heaven, hey, this is the hardest you're going to have it. Can you hear me? This life is the hardest we're going to have it. When we get to heaven, that's where it's going to be roses and candy and, and good times. Amen? And God's going to give us a new name. And you know, we're going to rule and reign with Christ. We're going to rule and reign. Wonder why there's all many planets on there? How about we, we take those planets over? How about God recreate? Jesus is going to come back. When he comes back, he's going to make this earth like it's supposed to be. A millennial reign. And we're going to be helping him. We're not going to be floating in a cloud playing a harp. Some of y'all can't play, you know, the radio. But we're going to be doing things for the kingdom of God even through eternity. So let's start getting on board now. Because the reward we get in heaven is by what we've, we've been, how we've been led, how we live, what we do for the kingdom. But God's given us a future and a hope, a new name. I could have put that one in with number three, but I just want to throw that at you. Glory be to God, you're new. Won't you bow your heads? If you're born again, redeemed, won't you pray for those that aren't right now? With your eyes closed, I want you to look at your heart. Have you given Jesus his rightful place in your life? Have you asked him to come into your heart, you to be born again? I don't care what your past is, and he doesn't either. Maybe you're here and you got saved a long time ago, but you haven't been living for him and you want to rededicate your life. So I'm going to ask you, will you lift your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brad. I, I want to receive Jesus. Lord's waiting on you. I can put my hand on you. But the Holy Spirit's a gentleman and he's going to ask you for you to do it on your, by your own free will. Will you accept Jesus tonight? Will you come back to him? All through worship, you worshiped. Never experienced anything quite like it. Last two or three times you've come. God loves you. And guess what? We love you. I'll give you just a few more moments. Just lift your hand real quick. I'm not going to embarrass you, but you're making a commitment to God, not to me. 
I see that hand. There's others. tell you it's never too late you can call me you can ask somebody in here anytime but let's pray together for this one say father I come to give you my life renew my heart renew my mind forgive me of my past and all the junk I've been chasing I turn my heart towards you to give you my all tonight I start fresh and new, for I am a new creation. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord, and I say it with my mouth. Now I'm saved. Amen, amen.